Hey, Cam, how you doing? Doing all right, Mike. How are we doing today? Doing well. To get away a little bit this weekend, were you able to? Uh, I took Saturday, so it was nice, you know. I watched a bunch of college football, so that was always good to finally get to watch a little bit of that, catch up on that a little bit, you know. There were some good games on, so enjoyed my Saturday, you know. Now we're back to it, you know, looking forward to Arizona's week. There you go. Um, I had two quick ones on. I We saw Vizcano uh, kickoff the last game. I'm always curious without knowing your guys' intentions, like if you're playing for the pop, like more of the pop-up or playing for the touchback. Um, I think he had two. I'm looking at it here. Yeah. Um, and it, they started at their 18-yard line and, and their 25, both coverage on those. Uh, just from a coaching standpoint, was that the way you, you like the kickoffs going there? Yeah, you know, um, tr you know, obviously the cold in, in that game plays an element. You know, the ball during cold weather, you know, I, that's what the unique thing about New England is when you get into these later months, you know, you don't have the ability, unless you have a very strong like, kicker like Christian is, to hit touchbacks. You know, um, it's very difficult, which is why your coverage units have to be, you know, very good here because it's not so matter early in the year of covering. It's you're going to have to cover later in the year because the cold's going to factor, the wind's going to factor, the weather's going to factor here. So when you have to cover, you got to be able to cover. Now, um, obviously with Tristan being a strong-led guy, being able to push the ball through those elements, through the wind um, that was in his face, actually, both those kicks, the wind was actually, you know, pushing to their sideline. And it was more than what you could feel on the ground. So, like, if you watch the guy's kick, when the ball got up top, the ball was actually pushing back down. That's why you didn't see a lot of long kicks um, during the game the other night. So, you know, his kickoff leg, his kickoff power um, allowed us right there to have good coverage, you know, and, and we got what we were looking for. You know, he did a good job. You know, the hang times were above 4-0 um, right there, which allows your coverage to be inside the 35. Most guys, obviously, you have your Matt Slaters, your Britain Schoolers, those guys, those are the guys down about the 30, 28-yard line, which just, you know, makes the coverage have to, you know, compress for us. We're compressing it, and the return team has to turn around and be able to react quicker. And quick follow, um, the weather that you're referencing, uh, how much do you think that was a factor on Nick's kick that hit the crossbar there? Or was that more of like a, a form? You no, know, no, it was definitely the, the cold weather definitely was a factor. You know, you when, you when you're hitting the ball in the cold weather, you have to hit it completely flush, completely clean, because if you don't, the ball's not going to cut the cold. It's not going to cut the moisture, the, the wind that was in the air. So, you know, it goes back to just contact, you know, making sure you're having a good, clean contact because the weather and the cold is going to push the ball down. So a ball that, you know, right there, Nick normally hits, you know, 10 out of 10 times from that distance, you know, you know, the cold is going to push it down. You know, it's going to make it effective where it doesn't have as much, you know, distance on that kick. Can he do anything different, Cam, on that? No, I mean, you know, Nick, Nick is solid. Nick goes out there. His mechanics are the same and everything. The one thing you can try to do is if you do, you know, once you get to longer distances, 50-plus, call it that, um, you can start trying to drive the ball. But that leads to lower kicks, which is why you see a lot of guys get kicks blocked over the middle. So you have to be conscious of, you know, there's a fine balance of, do I want to drive the ball? And, you know, Buffalo had already blocked one through the middle. So, you know, you don't want to drive it too much because you got to keep their hands down at the point of attack. Um, or do you get too much height on the ball, you know, where you're undercutting? And now the wind's definitely pushing it back because you got too much height on it. So you got to try to find that right balance of trying to, you know, whether I have to drive it and risk it being blocked or get enough lift on it, knowing I can cut the wind or not. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Next question, Bob Sosey. Right, thanks. Good morning, Cam. Good morning, Bob. How are we doing? I'm doing well, thanks. And, and hopefully uh, you're off to a good week. Um, 
related to that question, just to follow up on the spot itself and, you know, how well a kicker makes contact, how, how much of a difference does even, you know, an inch or, or a few inches in terms of you know, where the ball is placed in relationship to where his stance and his approach begins? No, it, it makes a big difference. An inch is a lot. Um, you know, you know, if you're if you're talking an inch right here, making contact, that's about all they have to hit the sweet spot on a football. So when you're off an inch, now you're talking about I'm going to wrap the ball, or wrap around the ball with my foot. If it's too far inside, if it's too far in front, like an inch, now I'm undercutting the ball. So you know, the spot on a football when you're actually going back to the holding mechanics of it is very important. You know, and that's why you know. Mike does a good job. Jake did a good job, you know, prior to that. And that's why we worked at practice. You know, we do those drills at practice and we try to get as many holding reps off to the side as we can. You know, Joe doesn't necessarily have to be snapping, um, but we can toss Mike a ball or we can toss, you know, Jake at the early in the year a ball and just let him put it down, you know, and then now you're dealing with, you know, Nick's leans we've talked about in the past, you know, how much do I want to lean into it, you know, lean back to him, lean back forward. Uh, based off the weather and the wind and we can work those in a simulated environment you know as much as we can off to the side during practice well you, you someone answered the question regarding mike and making the adjustment to a new holder but how, how has he performed in your mind in, in the various aspects of his job hunting holding yeah. etc no mike's doing a great job for us mike came in um you know he's been really good to work with you know he, he's a really good knowledgeable football iq guy you know i've been played quarterback in the high school level you know, he's been able to see it from a whole environment of each situation, you know, um, very similar to what Nick is, um, but in the punting position of understanding the situations where you're going out there, actually able to have that dialogue with him off on the side uh, about, hey, this is what we do in this situation. And, you know, he's getting more and more comfortable. You can tell each week, be like, hey, in this situation, what do you think about this? Um, you know, just having those communication and he's handling everything very well. You know, he's going out there, he's punting with good location. Um, he's able to, you know, allow us to give a balls to cover right there with our coverage units, with, you know, which allows Matt and schools and those guys to be effective getting down when you know where the ball is going to go, um, be able to, you know, compress the returner. You know, Cardona made a great play the other day as well. So, you know, he's giving us good balls to cover um, as far as the punting, and he's handling the holding responsibilities very well. All right, Cam, thanks a lot. Appreciate yep, it. Thanks, Bob. Next question, Mark Daniels. Hey Kim, I'm hope all is well. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Marcus Jones. Um, you know, he uh, he starts the game by taking the first kickoff return. Starts on defense, obviously plays on offense, makes a special team tackle. Just um, how impressed are you with the rookie, and how much of you know all all of that? You know, the four phases is that just a credit to his work ethic, but also his conditioning. You know, it's not it's not easy to play. You know, all phases like that. No, uh, no, no. Marcus, you know, obviously didn't get a a great spring start. You know, he was. A slow start there, and then he slowly got ramped up in training camps. You know, so when you, you when you've got a guy that with his ability, um, athletically that can do multiple things, whether that's in the kicking game, offensively or defensively, you know, you want to slowly bring him along. You know, you don't want to throw the kitchen sink at him in, in week one. You know, and everything like that, and that's kind of what led to his slowly progress as a returner. You know, we didn't put him out there week one. You know, you don't want to ever set a guy back. You know, work with that progress and. That goes to his credit, to your point of every day working to get better, his work ethic, you know, showing up every day and continuing to get better and improve. You know, that's the main thing is if you look at every day, if you stay the same, you know, you didn't do your job. Every day you want to get better. And Marcus has done that, um, continue to get better, which is why, you know, he's getting more responsibility. The more you show you can handle on a given day, 
the more we give you as coaches, you know, we try to put more on your plate. You know, we never try to overload you. Uh, we don't want to put too much on on any given player's plate uh, in a given game. But the more you can handle, then, hey, maybe, all right, let's give him one more thing this week or maybe it's one more thing the next week. But you never want to put too much, you know. But Marcus does a great job with the conditioning. You know, he runs. Um, we always talk about it, make sure you're scoring every time you get the ball. So he's one of the guys, I'm sure, yards-wise, that would be up there at practice for us. But anytime you got a guy that scores on a on a on a offensive play, comes to the huddle and is like, no, I'm going to cover the kickoff as well. You know that you those are the guys you, you're pulling for because they want to be in the huddle, they want to compete, they want to be out there. And like you said, definitely does a great job for Moses and and Duran. You know those guys in the weight room that get those guys in shape, which allow them to cover and play offense and play defense in the kicking game, um, which is a unique thing for any guy to do. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, Mark. Next question, Chris Ryan. Hey, Cam, how are you? Good, Chris. How are we doing? Awesome. Um, just with the stadium construction, is there any consistent way that you're seeing that the wind is playing there, or is it pretty much you, know, you judge it on a case-by-case basis? Yeah, no, it's case-by-case. Case. Uh, I would say, you know, of the last three home games, just because that's, you know, relatively in my brain, the last three, um, two of the three have been similar, um, you know, kind of pushing the ball a little bit to their sideline. The other one was a little bit more great down the field and to our sideline coming from the opposite way. So, you know, when you look at it, you got to go out there on game day and really get a feel for it. Um, it'll be interesting to see once the construction is done, um, how much the wind is a factor coming through that way when it does push, you know, from the new school board area or when it's pushing the other way. So I think each game, you know, the next three home games here we have down the stretch or two games, you know, that'll be interesting to see. Um, what the wind does. And then next season is going to be a totally different aspect of what it's going to be like once we get there, but it's definitely changed uh, this season. Um, you know, each week has been different. Um, it's been some less, some more, and they have actually been different the way they're pushing to their sideline or our sideline. And just obviously you have two road games coming up here, but what role does uh, temperature play, you know, in the kicking game? You mentioned a little bit earlier, but what role does temperature play as you get into the, the colder games? You know, it, it plays a significant role. Um, even if there's no wind, if anytime once you get into the 30s, call it, um, let's use that as a landmark, but anytime you get into that 30 degree area, 38 or less, call it, the ball is not going to travel. Um, you're going to have to make very good, clean contact on the ball to push it through the cold in the air. Um, you're going to feel the humidity in the air because it is so cold. And then if there is no wind, it's still not going to travel. So a ball, let's just call that what you would normally hit five deep in the end zone on a kickoff, is probably going to the goal line. You're talking about five yards of travel. No more different than a field goal. If you're going out there and you're kicking 55 yards, well, now you're probably down to the 52, 50-yarder 50 um, on a field goal that you would normally kick once you get cold. And then as it decreases, the ball is only going to decrease in flight as well. So the temperature definitely plays a factor here, um, especially once you get into the December and January games. So that's definitely something we got to look for, you know, moving forward as well. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And final question, Andrew Callahan. Hey, Cam, it's good to see you. Um, you mentioned something about running yards in practice that kind of caught my attention. I mean, who are the guys that normally lead in that category? Uh, honestly, I don't know who leads in that category. I know that uh, anytime um, you play in the kicking game for us, um, you're going to be one of the guys up there. So I'm sure um, – Matthew Slater's up there. I'm sure school's up there because they're covering in different days. You know, when you're a gunner, obviously, and you're covering on punt days, those guys are going to be running the 60-yard sprints. 
you know, and we try to get multiple reps at that um, down the field. And then, you know, obviously the receivers and the DBs, you know, I would say those position groups in general will be the highest groups. And then those guys that play offense and defense in those positions and then play in the kicking game as well, those are going to be your top ranked guys, you know, similar to a game, you know, like Marcus, like we talked about earlier, scores on offense, then turnarounds and covers a, covers a kickoff, you know, that's back-to-back, you know, 60-plus plays that he just ran um, right there. So those are the position groups that usually have the higher yardage total. Um, I'd have to let Moses and, you know, those guys speak to actually what it officially is. I don't really ever look at that. Um, they keep chart of that, you know, and if a guy needs to be, you know, needs more or less, I'm sure they they handle that at practice. But I would say the receivers and the DBs are the position groups that run the most. And let's say, you know, you have guys who run maybe atypically high number of yards in practice or might be depleted a little bit according to those numbers. Are those conversations that you have with Moses and Ron, or is it something that comes down from Bill? Like it, it seems like, you know, at least offensively, defensively, there have been a lot more rotations this year. And I know you're playing a long game at 17 games a season, the way the last couple of seasons have ended for you guys to kind of stay more energetic. Are those conversations you have with them or how does that work? No, co- coach handles all that. I, I script the practice and, and the players. And if um, someone needs less or more, um, coach will handle that stuff. Um, my, my philosophy is we only get so many reps at the kicking game yeah. uh, in practice. So um, the guys that we need to see out there, um, we're going to put them out there, you know, unless coach says, hey, get this guy out um, for this rep or something like that. We're going to put the guys out there because, you know, to get in practice, we're talking four to five plays in the kicking game is what we're getting for each phase. So we're not getting tons of reps, you know. Um, at those coverage, you know, we're going to cover three to four kickoffs, three to four kickoff returns, whatever it may be. So those guys that are actually out there on game day are the guys that are going to need those reps. So if someone does need a break, you know, I'll let coach handle that and we'll pull them out and sub in the next guy that needs to go. But I script the guys that are need to be out there. We're going to put them out there for sure. Well, thanks, Cam. Thanks, Andrew. All right. Thank you very much, Cam. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you all.